The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. Okay. Welcome to the most excellent, wonderfully uh, holiday-centric special Christmas edition of your favorite podcast, besides the Joe Rogan Experience. And uh, what's another big podcast? Um, does Dr. Phil have one or something? Or I'm a rewatchables guy. Rewatchables is very, very good. Let's talk about that, actually. Um, I, I think I began last year with this gentleman. And uh, I want to end this year, yes, yes, with you. Please welcome back Steve motherfucking Wendell motherfucking Isaacs. You use my full legal name. I That's appreciate what I do. that. I appreciate the yeah. attention to detail. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. You know that I never call you Steve. You are only Wendell to me for the most part. <laughs> That's true. I've been calling you Wendell for, I think, like 20 years. Yeah, it's true. I like it. I have a great... <coughs> middle name <laughs> it's one of the I mean, it's unique granddad's family name is that what it is yeah yeah Wendell you, Travis was my granddad that's his middle name Wendell or no, that, that was, was his, his last first name. name so I got his oh I like it you know. I like it well you're always Wendell to me it's good to have you here thank you so much good to be here my friend um a lot has changed for you in the last year no Yes. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you well. you have a new job, and also you made the ridiculous ridiculous choice to uh, become a father. Well, you're oh, working yeah, on becoming right. a father. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. That's right. The wife is pregnant. Yeah. yeah that's yes. Oh, okay. Yes, she is. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. but nothing's actually really changed yet. Right. It's kind of it kind of feels uh, you know people ask like oh you know how's it feel and it's like it doesn't feel like anything. I don't have a human life growing in my freaking gut i just you know i'm like are you okay baby is everything cool everything all right it feels like um it feels like a roller coaster you go to an amusement park and you've never been on that roller coaster and you're like oh shit everything's gonna be different after you drop and like i have no idea what it's gonna be like people can say people can give you like an idea i have zero idea the difference is this is a roller coaster that's going to last for the rest of your life i know it's so it's way scarier than a roller very coaster. very long and if you hate the ride I mean, you, you can't can get, get off. off. You can be a deadbeat dad and <laughs> yeah, just totally. bail on the kid, that's but you can't. That's the only way. That's the only way to do. Yeah. But let's not do that. Planning not to. Um, when are you due to become a father? Uh, May 1st. Jesus Christ. Right? That's so soon. We just hit the midway point where they do the ultrasound and they, you know, look at the like fingers and the toes and the whole thing. And it looks just like kind of I saw like the a, picture. It's a beautiful child. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a really bad screensaver, like about 80% of the time. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, whoa, crazy yeah. face. And then yeah, the rest of the time it looks like an H.R. Giger, like Absolutely. alien sketch. Like, but like, like when they do it out of clay at first, you know, before they, they mold the actual alien, they sculpt it out of clay, yeah, totally a big globby clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Production it looks like, um, you know, when like, uh, uh, like raver guys will take drugs and then put on iTunes and watch the like equalizer, the, the thing that does all the, yeah, those guys, those guys, yeah, those not me, people. not you, <laughs> but that's what your baby looks like. One of those equalizers. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah, child. It's a, it's a great, uh, iTunes 1.0 yeah. uh, music visualizer. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone now. I don't think they have that anymore. Oh, uh, they do. You have to look for it. Oh, of course. You yeah. have to look for everything. But it's not iTunes. that great. And there's no other options to it. Yeah. It used to be like, you could do this or you could do that. Yeah. They really like underplayed it. I think it's an Apple T. 
annoying. I shouldn't even know that. Do you um or V? Do you feel even remotely prepared no, to bring a all. child into the world? No, 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 not at all, not in the slightest. I I was I uh I do watch your your cats when you're away. Yes, thank you. And when I'm there, I also use your restroom only for number twos. That's where I do all my number twos <laughs> when you guys are out of town. And you have your aim has a, needs is a lot to be desired. A little splatter, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Friends. Um, but you have the dad books in your bathroom, like right. the survival guide to being a dad or exactly, some shit. Yeah. Is, that, is that one of them? That's that's the one I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. That's the one I've got. So I thought I saw a pile of them, but just um, the one. Have you learned? Have you actually learned something from those books? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so like you know, I've got the like um, uh, preparedness for dad book. We're listening to podcasts, so there's podcasts where every week you listen to the next episode, and it tells you here's what's going on inside, and here's what to get ready for. Um, I'm signing up for mailing lists and things like that. So I have learned some stuff that like they talk about like this. These are the, these are the six types of cries. This is how to swaddle the baby. This is like you know. All kinds of, you know, there's a lot to learn. But if you ask if I feel prepared, oh, hell no. I don't know if anybody truly does. You may find this question boring, but can you actually tell me some of the cries? I didn't know that there were different kinds of cries for different things. Oh, I don't know. There's like a hungry one. There's a tired one. There's just like, I'm a little shit and I don't know how to express myself. I'm just un feeling unpleasant cry. Mm -hmm. So there's like six of those. So some are like based in real things and some are like, you know, I, I need to, you know, I need time out. Good Lord. I know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to meeting your child. I, um, I've known you for my entire time being in LA. So mm -hmm. 22 years. Wow. And I'm so excited because I think you're going to be an amazing dad, but I also like can't believe you're going to be a dad because <laughs> you, you like much like myself have always, li we've lived our lives like children in many ways. This is, this is a fact. And I, I mean it in a nice way. Like we, we, uh, Live fun lives where you're not afraid to like, you know, go to a theme park or go to, you know, get video games or I could see you like going into a bounce house or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to be a very good dad. Well, thank you. And speaking of bounce houses, this is an awesome segue. Did you hear what happened in Australia recently? No. Dude. There I, was, don't, I don't hear much about what happens in Australia recently. Well, you're going to want to avoid the news. There was a, a bounce house with a bunch of kids in it and the wind picked it up, up into the sky and six kids fell out and died. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so torn on that that's a massive tragedy and that that would make a good scene in a movie. I just, that's, it that's sure terrible. Would. It's very terrible. Oh my God. I just that's thought. That's a lot of wind. I just thought. They have a lot of everything in Wizard Australia. of Oz. Like, but like Oz, like, like Aussie and the witch, the house and death. <laughs> it's a spin. Did I just, it just came to me. No, but I, I feel like I am on one right now. Um, so that's tragic. So enjoy being a dad because that stuff can happen. Right so, on. But rest in power to those kids. Yeah. Hey, you guys, what the fuck happened here? Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you may notice that we are in a new studio. And um, man, there's a lot of work. You're the first guest in, nice. in the new studio. Thank you. Thank I like you. seeing your bats. I, mean, I don't know if I've seen your bats on the wall. You can't see them in the shot. But no, beautiful, no. Beautiful, legitimate baseball bats thank you in frames on the wall yeah we're in my Beautiful. home now we're doing the show out of my home now which uh you know we're gonna we're gonna put some we're gonna tweak this place it's gonna what's be a work thing? in progress this behind me black yeah what's that this have you seen the original texas chainsaw massacre i actually i don't think i've actually seen it all the way through okay well at the end of the movie leatherface takes a chainsaw and cuts up the door of a 18 wheeler that's the door no way 
Okay. Yeah, wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That was one of, my, one of my favorite finds I've ever had. Oh, I see. Yep. Original truck door ravaged by Leatherface. Wow. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. That's rad. Yeah. You have kids. I get this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to thank you. Um, you you did all the all the leg work and the groundwork for um, getting a PS5 for yourself. And yes. you had it for how long? Eight hours? <laughs> no, no, no. I had it for, I had it for like three months or four months. Was it that long? Yeah, I think so. And then I think, so what happened? You realized that it was your life was not going moving forward or what was the deal because I, I ended up with it i i ended up buying it from you yes this thank is true. you so much what brought you there and how could you do such a thing after searching for so long to find one <laughs> um yeah so i got one why can't they make these things how did they not figure Dude, out how to make it's been over a, a year a, a, a fair amount of the things i know there's chip shortages Fuck yada, that. Yada. it's been a fucking calendar year and you still can't walk in and, and buy you one get one yeah like First of all, this is the fifth one. PS5, if you're an idiot, the five means it's the fifth one they've made. And I'm glad you spelled that out for them because you know, some people... We have a lot of idiots <laughs> listening. A lot of idiots. <laughs> um, but every PlayStation has been a massive success. You can assume that PS5 is also going to be a success. Make more. <laughs> Make more of the thing. Yeah, it's like, they made, it's like they made like 48 of them. And like, this should be fine for the holiday rush. I can't buy the chip shortage 100% because people want iPhones and they want MacBooks and things like that. And sometimes you get like, a, oh, it's like two weeks late or it takes a little bit extra time. Well, not six a months year. or a year. Yeah. Just figure it out, guys. Yeah. So anyway, I got it. Um, it was great. I think it's the ugliest one of the ugliest pieces of consumer electronics ever. I hate how it looks. There's not like a flat line on it anywhere. It's you absurd. <laughs> it doesn't look good up, you sideways. They give you a little plastic thing. So if you place it flat like this, like horizontal, you have to put that thing under so it doesn't wobble. And if you put it like this way, you also have to use that little thing. You shouldn't need a fucking little thing to put the thing on anything. It should be its own stand. It's, whoa. Yeah. 2022. Like if this desk was like all curved and you needed props to hold the desk up, it it's wouldn't absurd. be. Yeah. It's absurd. You've, you've, you, I, I mean, played you, too much Overwatch. I like have a, a you know, I still, <laughs> even though like I, I don't, I don't drink or do drugs anymore. Um, I still have an addictive personality with certain things. And I, as soon as I started playing the game Overwatch, I played it all the time. And then I would play it before work. I would wake up in the middle of the night and play it. I would play it all oh, I didn't any know. available time I could play. And then I have loaned my PS4 at this point to other people. I've gotten rid of my PS4. I've wiped it. I've deleted my uh, the game. And I, anytime I get it back into my life, I, I just play it as much as I can. You would play in the middle of the night. You'd wake up and be like, I gotta get some Overwatch in. Yeah, I would wake up an hour and a half, like two hours before work, so I could like just play it. It just was. It was like a, a drug. You know, it's like this is where I want to be. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing this. Um, and so it happened again with the PlayStation Five, and it just looked better. So yeah. I had to. I, I felt like I had to get it out of my life. Well, I'm so happy that you felt overwhelmed because I'm having <laughs> such a good time with it. Good. Um, I started playing that Ghost of Tsushima game. It's supposed to be amazing. It's unbelievable. I beat it, I beat right? it and like the, I mean it's one of those games where you beat it but then you can still do like another 30 hours of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Um it's basically you know Red Dead Redemption but you're a samurai. Right. Very on, very right good. On. It got very immersed in it. Um some emotional moments. So like how many hours do you think you play a week of games hmm. period? Um when I was deep into that game 
maybe 15, 15, 20. So, doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. Well, 20, eh, half a work week. Yeah, I guess. But like, you know, my work is, I have a very weird job. So I, it's not like I'm up in the morning, go to work, come right. home from the office. It's like a, when I work, I work in spurts of, you know, three, four days. And then I'm off for like you work in six months. Yeah, I work in spurts. <laughs> like a whore. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm good at it. Um, but when I, when I get into a game, I, uh, like you, it's all like, it's all I want to think about. Like I, friends will be like, you want to go to dinner and I'll be sitting at dinner and I'm done with my food and we're having good conversation. And I'm like, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> totally. I got some samurai shit to do and I, I'm not, I'm not happy here right now. Um, I got goals. I got things I'm working on. And much like, uh, much like we're in the golden age of television, we're also in the golden age of video games. It feels oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you also, you walked into my house today with a box and I was like, how nice he brought like, uh, donuts or, or like, like yeah, treats no. for us. <laughs> you fucking brought VR to my house. Yeah. I thought we could geek out afterward for a little bit. Tell me want. about what you got and what I'm looking, what, what are we in for here? Well, I feel late to the party. Uh, so at work, so VR has been happening and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the first time I tried VR was like 1991 when I was in New York for MTV. It was around and they had, Yeah, it was around then. And they had like, um, there was like a, a club called Limelight where all the bands played and everything. And they had like, that was the first time I tried VR because it was like a thing at a club where you're going over there and trying the thing. And, you know, of course it sucked. And um, VR's never quite been ready for prime time. And I've never really, I'm like, we are just a ways away until the thing is comfortable to wear and you don't need to hook it up to a bunch of expensive stuff and fuck with it. It'll never be mass market. Like, you know, just like, I'll wait. It needs to be sunglasses you put on or something like that. Eventually, which is what it will better be. better yeah. than what it's been. Yeah. So finally, it's been, it's, we've hit all these kind of like different plateaus. And we had a, we had a Vive, I think Vive, yeah, the um, setup that's hooks to a PC. We had that at work. And it was really good. And I was really impressed with it. But I was kind of like not consumed with trying it a, a lot. Like I did it a bit and then I was just like, okay, it's over there and didn't really mess with it. So, um, you know, Zuckerberg has been just super into the damn VR to the point where he just pivoted his whole com company into metaverse focused and bought Oculus a few years ago. And Oculus made the first legitimate, you know, really consumer mass market trying to be like the iPhone of VR. And, um, so they, everything up till last year, you had to have it hooked up to some kind of computer to do the processing. But last fall, they got this Quest 2, and that's what I just got. So this has been out for a year, um, and it's freaking great. It's freaking great. So I've got a couple of friends who are really bullish on VR, and they were like, dude, it's time. It's like, get the thing. It's like the iPhone of VR. It's ready. You don't hook it up to anything. You just put it on your head and go for it. And obviously the resolution isn't as, as as kind of perfectly crisp as you would have with something hooked up to a PC, but I'm not fucking with a goddamn PC. I don't need a PC in my life, you know? Yeah. Like I don't need that yeah. mess. You're an adult. I'm an adult, yeah. you know? Apple, um, come on. Right. Um, so I brought it over because I got one like a few days ago and it's super fun. And the amount of times I sit there in my room going like, oh, holy shit, wow. Like, so what are you looking at? Like, what, what, is it, so you, just, you don't, it's anything you download, you know? Whoa. So you're not like playing games on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you are. Of course. Yeah. Well, I didn't know like, cause you don't have a system. I, I didn't know if like you needed no, a just PlayStation. All the processing is in the thing. It's its that's, own. That's my it's point. Its own. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean yeah, now. See, so like, Much like our listeners, I am an idiot. Like all the processing is in here. Right. And it's frigging, it actually is really, really good. So 
I, I see why Zuckerberg is like really trying to get everybody into it. Wow. And some like downloading, you know, there's like it's so ready player one. And there's like, you know, there's Resident Evil and Star Wars games and stuff, but then there's just really fun uh ex- like exploration movies. They have they have like one of the first things I checked out when I just sat down and was like clicking around, like, holy shit, what where do I start? It was a 9-11 documentary. And I tapped it, and then all of a sudden I'm like flying over New York and I'm looking straight down and getting vertigo and being like, holy crap. Oh, so that, crap. that works. It gives you like, remember the old Omni theaters we used to have when we were younger? Yeah. Like the huge, which yeah. now is like, you know, the uh, huge theaters. But so you get the feeling, you feel like oh, you're yeah, soaring. Yeah. yeah, there's one game called Richie's. All my friends told me to get Richie's Plank Experience first, which is a really simple game. Okay. And the first thing it does is it puts you in an elevator and it sends you to the top of this building and it opens up and you walk through this elevator and there's like a wooden plank. And you look out and it's a city and you get like, holy shit. I don't, I don't, and you just need to walk on the plank. And that's the first thing. There's no, op- it just says, it doesn't even tell you what to do. You just walk on the plank and go, Oh, I feel crazy. I swear to God, I'm getting nervous right now thinking about it. And when and it says, you know, have somebody around so you don't like fall over or anything. And I'm like, screw that. April's asleep. And I'm walking on the plank and I'm like, well, what is there to do? I'm just going to like walk off the plank. And I walk off the plank and it's f- fucking intense. Like so, you go, so, and you're like, ah! and then it whites out. <laughs> and I was like, that was eerie. I mean, it's it's really, really So are, are you literally walking or you have controllers that makes you really are? You're walking. So you have controllers. There's a couple different ways you can get around in these worlds, right? This thing you set, you can either sit down if you're, th- if you're like, I want to watch Netflix or I just want to be sitting down and move around these worlds and I don't feel like moving around or I don't have available space. Right, right, right. Uh, you click a button, you say, I'm going to do stationary mode. Or you click a button and say, I'm going to like make my, my guardian boundary, right? Oh, got you. So then you use one of your controllers and you can see through those things. There's cameras. Okay. So like all of a sudden you see black and white of your actual room. So it's like I have 20 square feet. I'm going to walk yeah. the perimeter and this is my... You take your controller and shoot it like a gun and go... And then it remembers it. And then it remembers that that's your guardian boundary. So any game where you're walking around and you're picking things up and stuff like that, when you get near to your actual wall, you'll see like a force field kind of show up. It's super cool. So some games you were like physically walking around or you're like working out Mm -hmm. or like exercising. I mean, it's nuts. And then some you can just sit down and like, I want to be lazy and move around like Resident Evil with just my fingers. Fucking it's, A. I think you're going to like, we have a, be kind of into it. We have a mutual friend, Jason Crawford, who is very deep in the uh, VR world. He must have sent you on all kinds of VR. Oh, craziness. well, when, when he was making games, when he was making stuff, we would go over and uh, like try out some, some of the stuff he had. There was one he had, it was like a, um, like an, like a, it looked like a cartoon. So it didn't even look realistic, but it was like a castle with like moats and bridges and fire and stuff. But it looked like South Park. It, lo- it looked like, you know, it didn't look realistic at all. And at one point, you're walking over a bridge, a cartoon bridge, and on either side is like like a, a big drop in a pit of fire. And he goes, go walk over to the edge of the bridge. I'm like, okay. He goes, now step off. I can, he's talking next to me. Like, I have the goggles on, mm-hmm. but he's talking at me. He's like, step off. Step off the bridge. And I'm like, okay. And I go to step off, and I can't do it. Like I, I'm, I'm literally, hmm. my body is literally walking. He had like a warehouse set up with perimeters and stuff. And I could feel my brain being confused hmm. because 
my my um, logical brain was like, this is a game. Just step off the edge. But I also felt my survival brain being mm. like, don't step off the edge. And I could I could weirdly feel them each competing with each other, and right. I, I couldn't step off the bridge. It was so such a weird thing, and that didn't even look real. So I can't imagine where we're at now with shit. Right. I, I want to wrap up the show now. And it's been, what, <laughs> 10 minutes? Uh, I think that's probably pretty good. All right, Merry Christmas, everybody. I Have appreciate it. What a, what a good time. A blast. Um, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I think you'll really, really like it. So what kind of stuff are you liking most? Like exploration stuff, flying over cities? Or I'm only game? just getting started. And they got this cool thing where if you download any game or any experience, you have two hours of playtime and you can always get refunded. Oh. So you can just like try shit out and be like, wasn't it for me later? I tried a workout thing yesterday and like I'm all sore and it was, that was pretty neat. Oh shit. Beat Saber is kind of the big hit where you're shooting shit and it's like Tron and it's coming at you and there's like music uh, packs. But um, uh, I got like this list of things my friends have been saying, oh, you got to check out this and that, you know, so I'm like going one by one. Now, is that compatible with gaming systems at all? If you wanted to connect, it's just, it is its own thing. It's its thing. own platform, yeah. Wow, but the thing fun. I want to check out that my buddy, uh, David Lazaro, is my kind of like one of my VR gurus and he's super into this, like very, very in, um, is the the uh, social experiences. Okay. Like VR chat is a big one. Zuckerberg's one is called Horizon. Okay. But where you just show up and you're an avatar and you're cruising around and it's like Ready Player One Oasis, like Super Junior. But it's still like you walk into somebody and it's they're having their, hey man, how's it going? Well, this is my first time here. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I live in uh, Michigan and blah, blah, blah. So you're talking to real people in real time in this virtual environment and they're having concerts they're having like performances See, that's where i know it's that's nice. where we're going we're going to a point and like i feel like covid is also speeding up this process of yeah, how time. do we get people places where they don't want to actually go to yeah like <clears throat> you want to see foo fighters play in brisbane australia but you don't want to leave new jersey Pay fifteen who, who bucks and you yeah. can yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> Why call. Would you good call. Think about it. Take yeah. that Australia, you fucking pieces of shit. You heard it from Steve Isaacs. Um, or is that was it a Foo Fighters dig or an Australia dig? It was a New Jersey dig. I'm surprised oh. you missed that. Yeah. Oh. Why would you want to leave New Jersey to go to Australia? Well, you everyone would want to leave New Jersey, Steve. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that your scenario? You uh, live in New Jersey and you why would you go to But anyway. Anyway. Virtual anyway. concerts. So you're gonna be a dad. No. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so virtual concerts, and um, we're going to get to a point where I think filmmakers are going to start making films where you will be the actor in the movie, where you will mm -hmm. be, it'll be a first person. Remember, do you ever see that movie Maniac with uh, Elijah Wood? No. It's a remake of a movie from, from, I think, the 70s, but the whole entire movie is um, shot through the point of view of the killer, hmm. and Elijah Wood is the killer. So the whole thing is just his point of view, the whole movie. Oh, wow. And I think we'll get to a point where films are going to start being made for VR and for that sense. Oh, they got them. Like, oh, totally. Yeah, we're like, you're, oh, the, you're, you're the thing. Yeah, totally. Fucking A. Yeah. Wow. There's people, yeah, there's definitely like movies in there and you're, it's your perspective and you you relate to it. And, yeah. What was that movie that, uh, what the hell was that movie with Ray Fine? Um, oh, uh, Strange, Strange Days. Days. That's what I, I feel like we're that getting in a there. Minute. Yeah. I think it would probably be kind of cheesy to watch now, but the idea of it where it's a black market, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a black market. Um, oh yeah. Where you're like 
you buy people's real memories. Yeah. You trade on the black market. Like drugs. Did it. Yeah. The, the book Neuromancer, it's called yep. SimStim. Yeah. It's so there's like you buy you buy people's murder experiences or sex experiences, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that is what VR is going to excel at. And I'm all about it. <laughs> Cannot wait. Well, it's like still baby steps, but it is now like, you know me, I'm like very, I'm bitchy about technology. I don't like stuff that doesn't work. I like when they figure you're critical. it out. You're, I'm but, super critical. Which you're probably the best audience for made it. it. Right. Like they, they actually, I see why Zuckerberg is pushing so hard or like why he has like an actual passion project for this. And I can kind of like forgive him some of the, uh, uh, well, a bit of the, the Facebook bullshit because it's actually a good product. It's good. Do you have any concerns about where technology is going for as far as society? And Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. But I mean, what am I going to do? I want to enjoy the shit I can do, you know? That's kind of where I'm at, I too. It's, it's unavoidable, it right? Yeah. But are we going to get to a point where, like, we don't... In our lifetimes, do you think we'll get to a point where we no longer have social meetups? I think we always will. I wonder. Because you miss a lot. True, but if you're... But if you're Meeting with the same people, but just from your couch and everyone's on VR stuff where you all meet. You guys want to go to Hawaii tonight? We'll have dinner on the beach. And, you know, I wonder if we're going to get to that point. That's what he's trying to push. Yeah. But it still won't actually be Hawaii. But still, it'll be something extra than sitting around watching a movie right. in your apartment or something. And that's where you get that, that neural link working where, like, your brain, it tells your brain that you actually are experiencing it. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm all about it, though. I want to take a second, though, to uh, welcome a couple new Patreon supporters to the uh, to the party here. Please do, Dan. Um, I would like to welcome, first and foremost, Heather Hill. Thank you so much. Um, Steve, you can clap, too. Heather is the uh, our first patron to join the um, uh, the Money Pit tier, which is 50 bucks a month. So thank you very much, Heather. Very, very kind. And also welcome... Oh, good luck with this name. Steve, how would you pronounce this last name? Donna... T-E-N-C-Z-A. Tenza? T-E-N-C-Z-A. Tensha? Tensa? Ten- I'm going to say Tenza. Tensa. Donna Tenza, thank you so much for the upgraded account. You also, it's uh, very good to have you here. Um, if anybody else would like to join our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash rareformradio. Choose a tier that works for you. Each tier gives you more and more benefits. Um, so if you want to support this show directly... That's the best way to do it. Steve, what did you bring us monetarily for tonight? Uh, nothing. Wow. Okay. Well. I brought you love. That's plenty for me. I, I, brought, <clears throat> I brought you affection. Another thing. Did you, up, uh, did you happen to watch the, uh, the Von Dutch documentary? No, I have no Have you heard about it? You. No. Do you remember Von Dutch? Of course. Yeah, he's terrible. He still has <laughs> galleries, or he still has a uh, shop on Melrose. Drove by it the other day, and I was like, wow, crazy. It still has all the hats and shit? I didn't go in. No, but like, is that, is that what they have? They have they pivoted their company to I, be like, I have no Von that I have no, no information. Can I, you, I drove by the other day. Would you mind driving over there right now? Just no problem. Reporting back. back let me you know. Yeah, totally. Keep it rolling. You got to watch this documentary. Like I, I feel, um, it was like mid nine, late nineties, I guess it was early two thousands when all of a sudden it might've been all over the world, but I feel like LA specifically had this explosion of these fucking trucker it's hats. Just awful. Wild, wild shit, and I feel really grateful that I never partook, and I don't. You didn't either. No, no, no. Um, and there's there's been times when I've you know been guilty of getting caught up in a trend here or there, like you know, um, big dicks or whatever. Like I, you know, I got all over it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I, I avoided Von Dutch. I avoided uh, True Religion jeans. 
Affliction. I avoided I had, Affliction. I had an Affliction shirt. No, you didn't. On tour. I did. Yeah, actually, I had on Panic Channel. Yeah, yeah. I actually liked it. I liked that shirt. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. Was it what? Wait a minute. Was it your main stage shirt? I don't know if I had a main <laughs> main stage shirt, but yeah. No, no you had, had you had a couple. Like you had you had your stage boots. Those awesome fucking boots that you had that were like sneaker boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were those diesel? Yeah, diesel. Good call. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like me some diesel. I want to look up Steve Isaac's Panic Channel to see this Affliction stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you... It was like one shirt of a few. Uh, Panic Channel. Um, the problem with that stuff is that, like, it does... It is kind of cool. Like, what's that... Um, the problem uh, is it's trying to be cool. That's right. where that's where it aged out really Yeah, fast. that's a good point. Where it was like, Von Dutch was for like a whole legion of la dudes like that what was the jeans the seventh seventh oh uh not true religion but um anyway so yeah. uh, whatever it's just like a it? real grasp at is that your true religion shirt or your affliction affliction good call i think that might be it Fuck yeah like yeah. i like the design yeah, it's it cool design. it's cool it's like, I, I wasn't into them shirts. as a brand i didn't know affliction was affliction until after and i saw like I think Brett Michaels or something on like, you know, like Rock of Love. And I'm like, oh God, no, I had You're one like, wait of a minute. I wasn't in Poison and I don't fight in the UFC. Why am I wearing this? <laughs> no, it is a good look. But you were saying about the jeans. The, um, yeah, but you know, it's like, it's, it's a, it, 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 I think people struggling for some kind of like rock credibility or, and they, they, this was before you would just go and buy like an Iron Maiden shirt or some band that you had no actual affinity for. for. Yeah. 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 And so there would be this, this, this region of shitty ass Von Dutch, you know, shit affliction yeah. this is awful. It was really retina piercingly designed poorly. It was terrible. And it was uh, if you watch the documentary, uh, I didn't realize that Von Dutch was an actual guy. Like he was like this um, European. Was he? I thought, I mean, he was all about American hot rods and like, uh, he was like, an, isn't he French? Christian Odigé. Odigé. But Von Dutch is a man. There's a man oh, named Von oh, Dutch. Okay. It was like an old. his, his yes. identity for the so brand. But if you the watch dude it, was, I think, European kind of. Odigé like, came later. He came oh. later in the process and he's the one that made it what, what we all came to hate. Oh, interesting. So originally, I'm not going to give away the whole documentary, but you realize that it was like in the documentary that it was run like a cartel. The company was run like a cartel. It was started to pay homage to this like tattooed hot rod guy who like built cars and he did like this really weird, he painted, he, he was all about pinstriping. He was like an old timey yeah. James Dean type guy. And these like SoCal Venice um, skater guys, two, two, two or three guys decided to make this company called Von Dutch to kind of like, <clears throat> have like a hot rod cool line of like trucker hats and like maybe a couple patches and shirts and stuff. And through the, their business dealings, a lot of people got screwed over and somehow Christian Audigier came into the picture and turned it into this high fashion Paris Hilton, um, Chihuahua wearing like, like <laughs> company thing. And it's a, it's a wild, wild ride. Highly recommend it. Right on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon or Hulu, one of the one of the cool. maybe Hulu actually. I think it's on Hulu. Right on. Um, so if you guys, it's a three parter. Um, a lot of our listeners always ask for stuff to watch, so I would say that's a that's a big one. Um, are you watching anything good lately that you're loving? I was going to ask you, like, what was your like? It's it, this is the end of the year episode, right? Yeah, this is coming up before this the is, end of the year. This is like this is our little bit post Christmas. Uh, some pay, pay, actually, what day is Christmas? We should have come up with our top lists. Uh, Christmas is um, Saturday. 
Okay, this, this is pre-Christmas, so this is our this is our Christmas episode. All right. Um, actually, now that before hold that thought, our listener um, Coon Browers, who has been writing these amazing jingles for us, um, wrote us a Christmas song, and unfortunately, Heidi, our co-host, couldn't be here tonight. Darren, our board operator, um, also couldn't be here tonight. I don't know why, but H- hence my appearance. Yes, <laughs> no, no, you were you were going to be here regardless. Um, <laughs> But uh, but Coon wrote us a, a Christmas jingle. Would you like to hear cool. it? Yeah, hell yeah! It's really nice. This is uh, I, this is really, very touching. Reform Radio, I'm wishing you a very merry Christmas. Reform Radio, you are my favorite show. Reform to millions of dick fucks Reform Radio Slovakia especially adores Reform Radio Wow, that's great. Yeah, dude. Very nice. Beautiful. He threw some good references in there. So our Patreon supporters, those are our dick fucks. Those are Todd named them dick fucks right before he bailed on the show. Okay. But but dick fucks stayed, and I, we, the, it's it's become a very endearing term for uh, for our most loyal listeners. I can tell you'd have to explain that. Yeah, of course. Obviously, I, mean, I just like to dumb it down for you know. Yeah, like just, I mentioned before, at the, at the top of the show, a lot of dumb listeners. <laughs> so I gotta explain everything, um, and then. I don't know if I told you this or not, but <clears throat> when you have a podcast, you get emails from iTunes to let you know how your show is doing. Hmm. We got an email <laughs> last year and, and Todd hit me up. He goes, dude, you're never going to believe this. Like it's working. The show is working. Like we're, we're making it. It's, it's like, we're getting popular. And he sent me a screenshot and it says that congratulations. Rare form radio is the 135th most popular comedy podcast in Slovakia. (laughs) It's amazing. So there's 134 better comedy (laughs) shows, not just podcasts, but just comedy shows in Slovakia. Yeah, but still, so it's, it's kind of touching. And you're here with me right now. I mean, lucky you dude. Hey, Slovakia. So it's not great. Yeah. Take it. (laughs) Here comes more comedy. Hopefully we're climbing the charts over there, but like, uh, yeah, that, that was a very, um, so since then you haven't gotten hit with like, you know, you're now 127. No. I think we might be sliding. I don't know. It might be going down. Yeah. But that was a very, um, you know, we put a lot of hard work into the show and that was a brutally humbling email to get. <laughs> like imagine if, uh, uh, you know, you, you put your heart and soul into a film. There's been a lot of movies that like flop, you know, where like 300 people will go opening weekend, like mm-hmm. nationwide. That's what that email felt like. Mm. It was really, really sucky. No, I think it's kind of awesome. It is, and we made it. We, we're proud. Shit. Like we, we feel like we are. We're a Slovakian show now. Mm-hmm. We, we um, got to represent. We might have to make shirts, which that's your job. You got to yeah. make us a shirt, a rare form radio shirt, but like on the Slovakian flag kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I need it like tomorrow. <laughs> no problem. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> but okay, we're talking about shows. Um, something I've loved recently that I hope you've seen it. Have you watched Reservation Dogs? No. Oh I'm curious my about God. It. I love me some Taika. So fucking great. Really? It's okay, so cool. great. Um, that's the one about, it's like four 
Native American teenagers like on the reservation. And um, it's really, really funny. There's some super heavy moments. A lot of cameos from some of my favorite comedians. You know, Bill Burr's in there. Nice. Bobby Lee's in there. Um, Kurt Fox has a role in there. But very, very, very well done. Cool. Um, the creator is uh, Sterling Harjo, is the guy who like wrote and directed it. Mm-hmm. And who's the... who's the Take it with TD. And he's done all kinds of great shit, right? Oh, Films. yeah. Films, like he did... Uh, um, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Behind, yeah, he's uh, Jojo Rabbit. Played Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, the new Thor, the new Thor, Love and Thunder. For a while, he was working on Akira, but he's putting it in the back burner, which is making me sad because I still want somebody to make that movie. But uh, he's amazing, guys. You know, he was Hitler, kind of a genius. In Jojo Rabbit, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Did you see Free Guy? No, is that the Free Ryan, Guy? Is, is that the Ryan Reynolds one? That's it's basically great. Grand Theft Auto or whatever. Yeah, it's you. It's it's. I was so surprised. It's fucking really good. But he plays the bad guy. It's all, it's, it's, you would actually love that movie. It's, I like it's him actually a lot. smart. Like he's someone that makes, he, he's a, one of those actors that like, uh, he truly makes Reynolds films better. Or, yeah. Reynolds. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, just the concept of it and the, like it's, you know, it's about, um, yeah, give us a loose pitch here. You know, it's like a non-player character. He's a non-player character in a video game and he becomes sentient. Non- and what does that explain what a non-player character is when you're, you know, when yeah. you're out there like shooting things and doing stuff, it's the little characters that have scenes and move the story along and things like that. So he's just this random bank teller in a video game. And so, you know, there's tons of special effects and the, but where he that doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know that he stupid, is, he doesn't know that he's that he person. becomes sentient. At a certain <laughs> point. He, all of a sudden he's like, he, and it's, but it's, it's remarkably clever and it's super funny. Like, and it, it, it was one of those movies where I'm like, holy crap, they're actually like, this could, I thought it would probably be pretty stupid, but I'd heard some people say, oh, you should see it. It's actually great. Um, and by the end, I was like, that was, I can't think of one scene I'd change. It was a great movie. Fuck like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Uh, that might be the movie I watched tonight. That sounds pretty, uh, pretty great. And you um, can go really <laughs> wrong when you're trying to represent like game culture, like movies usually go wrong. You know, it's like when they have, you know. Or like computer culture and they're trying like, oh, here's the hacker. And like, you know. I, I, was, I was about to say the movie Hackers. Like, you know, I, I know nothing about hacking. I love that movie, but I know that hackers were like, we're not that fucking lame. Come but on. Mo- movies have a hard time, you know, representing a subculture. Uh, yeah. And games is, a, is not even a subculture. It's mass media, but yep. still it has its own thing. And not to say that it was completely on target and the, you know, deep gamers would be like, oh, this is bullshit. But they tried to represent game culture. And... I thought they did a really good job for a mass market movie. Did you think that Ready Player One did a good job, bad job, or somewhere in the middle? Um, not a great job, but it was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But a way better book. The book was great. Like I loved, I loved the book, and the movie was so different as movies are. Of course, and it become became just like a Warner Brothers IP. I remember you being fast. so excited about the movie because of how much you loved the book. Yeah, but then I read the script because we pitched on it. We did a little bit of early work uh, pitching on it, so I knew that I wasn't going to be excited when it came out. But then I saw it, and it was just a fun movie to watch. But my my expectations had been mitigated because I knew it wasn't going to be like the book, which was great and idiosyncratic and weird and super geeky and just like very for subcultures. It It was like a very great geeky book. But the movie was, you know, just a big pop fun thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but uh your your favorite shit this year movie wise or anyway. show um, i mean reservation dogs as far as a show is, is way up there um there's a show on hbo called the other two 
which is um, we talked about a couple weeks ago, but it's like a basically Molly Shannon has three children and uh, one of her children is basically Justin Bieber, like this super pop sensation kid who's ultra famous, like multimillionaire. And then she has two kids that are like, that's her youngest kid. And she has two older kids who also want to be in entertainment, but no one gives a fuck about them because they're just the older brother and sister of like basically Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. And the, the, it's a, it's really, really funny. Great acting. Um, uh, HBO show, two seasons. Um, really funny. Highly recommend that one. Cool. Um, what else did we just watch? It was really good. Fucking a, there's just so much good TV. It's, it's amazing. It's a, it's such a wonderful time. I watched a really heavy movie <clears throat> called knit Ram recently. Net Ram. N I T R A M. It's Martin Ram. backwards. Oh, okay. It's about, it's a, it's a true story of like, of the worst, the, what led up to the worst mass shooting in Australia history. Hmm. But the guy that plays the shooter, he's like a teenager, um, won, won best actor for in Cannes or something, but like an incredible performance. But right on. I mean, it's a very heavy Australian podcast. This Sorry, week. Australia. The, I pod, mean, the pod is heavy, deep with Australian yeah. stuff. And I've been there. There's there's way more good than there is bad. I promise you. Australia is a wonderful place. But if you just base your opinion on Australia from this show, you're not going to want to go there. <laughs> I only base my opinion on Australia from uh, Shark Week. That's good. Yeah, that's also bad, though. You know, like, if you go there, you're either going to get eaten by sharks, you're going to be mass shot. Gators. Gators, or you're going to be uh, thrown out of a bounce house when you're a seven-year-old child. That's so dark. It really is. So dark. Like, what a way to go. Right before the holidays. And, like, they're probably at a birthday party. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, there's a bouncy house like on your block. One, one, don't one block down. Don't don't think for one second that was not the first thought I had when I saw that today. <laughs> You're doomed. Get out! Get out of there. there! Save yourselves! Get out, mate! Did you smell the fire too when you pulled up? No. Yeah, there's there's some there's a fire near here. Like uh, hmm. people that don't live in in California probably know, but this place burns down every year. And like, uh, it's like five or six times a year you smell the smoke or you're, you, you get to your car and it's covered in ash and all kinds of bullshit. <sighs> we live in the end times, buddy. Um, what else is going on? Um, oh my dude. What? I saw a story. I'm going to pull this story up. I couldn't believe this is real. Well, I'll talk about my favorite shit. Please. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Year. Of course. Please. Uh, number one. Well, no, no, I'll work up to number one. Um, yeah, we just do a countdown. Succession, which season three was, ap- it just it, that's while it's on, it's the best show on TV, and it goes away, and then other shows get to be better or get to be the best show. But when it's on, it is the one. Every, the best it's show. The, it feels like it's the new Breaking Bad. It's what so great. Everyone I talks just about finished like two nights or no, a week ago tonight. And I'm like, I feel an emptiness in my soul. It was a great season. Um, uh, for me, the number one favorite thing of the whole year, and now I think is like up in my top 10 slash potentially like five, six, is a Squid Game. I love, I deeply love Squid Game from beginning to end. I watched it twice. The second time I watched it in uh, our bedroom in the dark with my Apple headphones on, just completely immersed. I didn't want to talk to anybody and just like really focusing on it. I absolutely adored it, loved it. It's one of the it's one of those shows where it was like it was basically the Von Dutch of TV shows where everyone <laughs> was watching it except it really did deliver and I haven't heard really 
I don't think I've heard really any real criticisms besides the fact that, well, I don't want to say in case people haven't watched, but the, the way VIPs, they, the VIPs got, got some argue. Oh, yeah. really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was, to me, that was the one criticism I heard was, was the VIPs, the end moment, whatever the fuck, you know, like I kind of like that it didn't, that he, he, he took the he like the wrong thing. move. Right, right. I, I like that. You know, right. I thought it was kind of cool. I do too. It was he's a little a bad bit more. Dad. He's yeah. never, maybe he's never going to yes. figure it out. That was what was crucial though. That, you know, that doesn't spoil anything. If you haven't watched it by now, that's your problem. Yeah. But it's like, it constantly put people in situations where they exercise the worst of human nature and then would totally surprise you. And it, they would be loving and kind in a moment where I was constantly surprised where I was like, I didn't expect that I was going to be feel like kind of like a, an emotional touching. Like that was kind of a beautiful thing that person did for that person when I was ready for them to be like, it constantly kept me surprised. And that's what people are. People that's are surprising. People. That's people. Which, yeah. like, not to be like, it's cheesy, but it's true where yeah. we all have people in our lives or we have that are like maybe kind of shitty people that have mm-hmm. these moments of like, where did like how did the Grinch grow a heart? Like where did that come from? <laughs> and there's a lot of that I think in the about show. That a lot, yeah. Or like there's like and then there's like priests that fuck kids. Like there's people that are supposed to be great that do horrible things or yep. sexy things. However you want to look at it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Again, we have a weird audience. I don't mm-hmm. know who's looking for what, but um, it did it did have that effect of uh, of of some really good wow moments and surprise and uh, you know because. We all like to think we're always going to do like the right thing and make the smart choice, but right. we don't. <laughs> and you don't know how your choices, when they feel benign to you yeah. in the moment, play to somebody else. Like what their experience, what their read on your behavior is, or the ripple effects, the butterfly effect of your decisions and how that impacts somebody that you're totally blind to. Yep. So it's like, it, it just, that's what it kind of illustrated to me as I was, I was just really into it. And I felt just like there was that marble episode where the two uh, women are about to die was to me just like a beautiful, beautiful moment. Some incredible writing. I just loved it. Yeah. I just, I just loved it. And the good tension and like, yeah, there's times when you know something's coming. It's unavoidable, but you're still like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We're doing a money heist, La Casa de Papel. We're finishing that up now, which is great. It's one is of that, my favorites. Is that a subtitled? Spanish, yeah. Can't do it. I know. I know. You're sorry. stupid. I have such a hard time um, reading television. I know. I wish I didn't. I wish you didn't. <laughs> I know. Because you, you can't. Dubbing is a waste of time. I'd rather not watch it than hear this corny, crappy. You, you tried to do a Squid Game the second time. I was thinking, oh, dubbed. maybe it's actually okay. And I'd read some stuff that the translations for the subtitles weren't maybe like on. Uh-huh. So I thought, oh, maybe the dubbing is better. Right in some kind of way, and I tried it, and I made it like like a minute and a half. It's like, oh, this is terrible. So I wouldn't want to. I wonder if being a dad is going to improve your patience. Well, it's not patience; it's like quality control. I know, I know, the thing but is like, but it's it becomes a comedy. I'm not watching Squid Game for a comedy, right. and it's funny when I hear these actors. Oh, that's one of the few times play. I didn't find it to be that funny. Mm. Although I, I I watched it dubbed at the beginning, and then when I was done, I was like, I want to hear what their real voices sound like, and their right. voices are totally different. Yeah. Which surprised me. And like, well, like La Casa de Papel is like a Spanish show. If you haven't watched it, it's called Money Heist in America. It's frigging super great. And if you want to watch it dubbed, okay, fine, go for it. But I find it like comical, but like they're like Spanish people. And there's like such like 
passion in the like I can feel you get into a rhythm when you hear a different language I find depending on the language and you can kind of start to get like oh I, I, I'm getting emotion from this where I'm not getting it if I hear it in English dubbed do you know what I mean even though it's another language I'm reading it and sometimes that can be like oh it's distracting but hey you know what I actually like seeing what all the words are because mm-hmm. I, I turn on subtitles, unfortunately, with English speaking stuff sometimes when I'm like, like Game of Thrones, I would have to put that on sometimes because I wanted to like, I can't tell what this fucking guy is. Did you ever watch saying. the Oasis behind the music? <laughs> no, no, but that sounds great. It had subtitles. Have you seen that supersonic documentary? No, I, 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 I can't find it. And I fucking love the band, but we'll get it. I'll get, I'll get it for you. Yeah, I, I, I can't find it. I heard it was on Netflix. It came and out, then it, and then I, I just, I just forgot to watch I it. But I heard it was great. That, but yeah, we should watch it. We should do, probably. we should do an Oasis date. That would be awesome in uh, in the new year when I get back. But like, yeah, they, they had a behind the music back in the nineties, and. They speak English, like like real English, arguably, and the whole <laughs> and the whole thing was subtitled because it's like Scottish people, like I, game I, okay. over. Game I, over I have said this before. I when I go on tour, I have an easier time communicating with people in Japan than I do in Scotland, and they're speaking English. It's great. It's not. It's it's like <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. And like what? That like, was accurate. Do you want a vanilla cookie? <laughs> like what, what are you talking about? It's it's the most difficult language I've ever had to uh, try to deal with, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just so fast <laughs> and like so garbled. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Um, and you're talking about the emotion of uh, of Spanish languages. Has anyone ever like tried to sincerely dub a Hitler speech? I wonder if how much power it would lose, like having huh. him having like a dubbed Hitler speech. Mm. I love the look in your eye of like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> That's exactly what that was. <laughs> but you're saying like you, you lose the power when you dub something. I yeah, wonder if he do. would sound like an idiot. I think dubbing just sounds kind of, I mean, there's it it'll only ever get a certain like maybe like B minus level. So it's like worth it, you mm-hmm. know, it's worth it. But that show's great. Mm-hmm. Like it's violent and fun and there it's just heist. It's just every episode uh, in this last season feels like the season finale. I'm like, fucking, how can they keep this up? It's just like so, it, it's just action movie times 10 every episode. Anyone in it that we know? I know it's a bunch of Spanish Nobody's. people, but they're like great. The cinematography is like a movie. That is a great, great, great show. Okay. Love it. So we're just finishing that one. Up Was that right your now. number one? Was that the countdown? No, number one, Squid Game. That's like, your number one. Yeah. Uh, Mayor of Easttown was great. Did you see so that? So fucking great. Really great. Did not expect that. Really great. Um, I put subtitles on for that a few times. Oh, I was like, because of Philly? Quite, yeah. I'm yeah. like, a little, you know. Did you see the I SNL sketch it, but, about Philly? Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> so it. So wonderful. Loved it. My murder dirter. <laughs> murder dirter. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Uh, SNL, was it last night, did something crazy? Yeah, it was, it was kind I of a, I didn't watch it. Was it was a bummer. Yeah. Was it really? Well, it wasn't I mean, very good. Explain what, happen, explain what happened to people that are listening. Omicron is hitting New York super, super hard. Uh, New York did great. They've been doing great, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, for months. Um, they've really, I mean, everybody I know in New York, I got a bunch of friends in New York, like everybody's masked, everybody's doing the right thing. Omicron is just that contagious that all of a sudden now their numbers are going up. Like they're doubling every day. Fuck. But people aren't like, it's not having the death rate, which is great. It's just, it's infecting a lot of people. And so a lot of people are getting sick and having to deal with it. But at the moment it's not like it was, you know, last year in August or last winter. Yeah. So, um, so, but it sucks and it's like hitting everybody. People are scared, 
Uh, so they had Saturday Night Live last night with Paul Rudd and Charlie XCX, and they told everybody to go home. They had a limited cast, five people. There was just uh, Keenan, Michael Che, Tina Fey uh, as a guest, um, Tom Hanks, and then um, Paul Rudd. That was it. And then they showed like like they showed the stuff that they taped, like the kind of commercials oh, dress, and the dress, music okay, videos, I see, I see. that kind of yep. stuff. And then uh, old sketches. So it was like. It was a real like, wah, 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 wah. they tried, yep. but just like, it was just kind of like, oh shit. I haven't watched it yet, but it feels like the kind of thing where like, even though it may have missed, it's going to be one of those SNL moments where like, yep, that, that time they did this. Yeah, it was this. special because it was real and that's great. You know, it was like, it, it documented a moment. And no know? crowd? There was no, no crowd. There was Tom Hanks in the audience and, and like Tina Fey and somebody else like, and they would rotate. So, so no was, laughing. And no. actually the fun thing. Yeah. It, it, well, no, they did have laughing. So I think they were just having like the, oh, the crew or the, yeah. <laughs> like what like, Bill, like juice it up. Bill Maher all year was, and like Fallon, they would have their whole crew in the, in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Oliver, mm -hmm. you know, I would have nobody would mm -hmm. have no laughing. Yeah. And that's a funny show. But, you know, so it was, yeah. So yeah, to your point, it like documented things, which is great. It was a moment, but it was like, you know. I was looking forward to my, I watched, I watched Saturday Night Live religiously. Like yeah. it documents everything since I was like 12. Mm -hmm. Like I watched it and paid attention to it. Cause like, that's the moment. Even when it sucks, I watch it. I mean, I'll give up halfway through if it's actually terrible. There's, there's some hosts where I'm just like, I just, I can't just give me a weekend update. And then I'm not, I'm done watching. Right, right. A lot of times I'll watch up to update and then give up because like the sketches, will, this has been a great year though. It's been a great year. Um, I've been hearing this on watching. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. It's I hear that, you know, it's like when, because they're not trying to do Trump all the time. Mm -hmm. It's actually really I mean, it's been great. The past like four, five episodes are like I I exceptional. I'm so weird. Like I I I love SNL and I'll go through like a year or two where I never miss an episode and then Usually, if I go on tour or, or go on a trip or something, I kind of forget to watch, and then I just and then I just don't catch up. So there was like you know, uh, but I'm in one of those phases where I'm not really watching. I'll, I'll watch like whatever the, the cool sketch is later. But yeah, when you started watching, good. who was the cast when you started watching? Oh shit, way like Eddie Murphy, Joe Piscopo, well, early back 80s. In the day. Yeah, yeah, okay. and that was one of the great times. You know. Do you have a favorite lineup or favorite era? Not lineup, but like not a favorite really. era. I don't know. Not really. Some of the lineups I didn't like the first time. Like I wasn't really into like Phil Hartman and all that stuff. And I wasn't that into Will Sandler Ferrell and Spade and all time. that. Oh yeah. I was kind of like, it was like, okay. He just seemed like the guy that was in every sketch. But now I look back and I go, wow, that stuff was like really funny. That's Weird how it plays different. The Will Ferrell, uh, Sherry O'Terry handoff to like the Bill Hader and that kind of stuff is my, that's my favorite. Nice. My favorite time. Bill Hader was so good. Wonderful. Yeah. He's one of the all-timers. He feels like a, has like a Bill Murray feel as totally. far as like an all-timer. Um, I got to see that uh, Barry show. Everybody says that show's great, and I keep forgetting to watch it because there's too many damn good shows. I watched the first season. You, go, you'd probably love it. I watched the huh. first season, and just it didn't totally grab grab me. And um, yeah, people love it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't uh, I couldn't hang with it forever. But what are you gonna do? Right on, right on. Right. Who am I? I? I don't know how to. I don't even know how to read. Did you see the Spider Man? I'm going to. Everybody's, everybody's I'm excited about, about it. The Spider-Man. It's actually um, doing non-pandemic numbers. It's doing great. Wow. It's like the fourth biggest opening or something ever. Winter opening ever or something. It did like uh, about a half a billion dollars globally. It's like. And that's not streaming, right? That's just theaters? Just theaters. Okay. Yeah. I've only done one movie in the last two years. I've no been way. in the movies really? once. Did I go with you? No, I went and saw um, 
Quiet Place Two is the only movie I've gone yeah, to. Saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. I'm fine with going. I just like. I just don't want to yet. I'm not. I don't want to go yet. I don't know why. I do. Damn. I, I like watching at home. I you know I can sit here not and the same. Eat ice cream and I have the surround sound. It's not I'm the same. You're right. The, yeah. It's I not mean, the same. Like Dune would not have been the same. Not that it was the best movie ever. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, but. In IMAX at the City Walk was like one I'm of the sure like gnarliest like cinema watching experiences I've had, and it wasn't like I wouldn't say like oh, it was a. It was really good, yep. you know. It was really good. Uh, you know, I didn't love it, but it was really good. But the experience of watching it there, I can imagine, was I loved. Because I came over and watched it with you, you guys um, yeah. at your house. You'd already seen it, but we had like a, a Dune night a couple months ago, and um, I can completely see how that would be different sound design wise. And just the, the, the landscapes would be different at IMAX right? for sure. And I probably would, I enjoyed the movie, but I think I, I would enjoy it more. Like theater. Shang-Chi saw Shang-Chi <clears throat> at home. Cause I missed What's it that? in the theaters. What's that? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. What is it? The Marvel movie that was just oh. this one. It was fantastic. Was it? It was, it was perfect. I, I it never was even heard about it. I never even heard about it. What is it? Who's the Asian guy? <laughs> Didn't hear about it. Dan, we live in different America. But, but we don't. It was the we, last we, Marvel movie. Oh, dude, I I love Marvel movies. I have not heard of this dude, movie. <laughs> you're a racist. That's why. Yeah. I'm not going to watch no Wuhan, Wuhan Marvel film, dude. Dude, it's super, super good. With like Aquafina and the whole... Oh, so oh I'm not a big Aquafina fan. Oh, she's great. She should be in all movies. This, you didn't see like billboards and commercials and oh, that looks familiar. He hosted Saturday Night Live, and there was I thought it was I thought it was the uh, sequel to Crouching Tiger. Well, or it's something. like it's it's written Shang Chi, but when you see the movie, it's actually pronounced Shang Chi. So you read like it behooves us to like say the shit right after. Anyway, I didn't I didn't catch it in the theaters and then watched it at home, and it was like fucking great. Where Eternals wasn't okay. Eternals was like remarkably off. Is that the show? No, that was the other Marvel movie. That's the last two Marvel movies. I'm out. I guess I'm out. When you drive around, do you see like billboards and so if you with ask like Salma Hayek and like the guy from Game of Thrones, <laughs> The Eternals. You didn't see any. I've heard of it, but I thought it was a TV show. No, no, yeah, I see what you mean. Now it's getting confusing. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I see what you mean a little bit because there's like Hawkeye, the Disney Plus. Don't care show. about Hawkeye. I didn't watch WandaVision. But what I'm saying yeah. is that they show up and you it could. For I think some people you know, they could my, maybe be a little. You ask confused. my wife when, when when you walk out, talk to her and ask her how oblivious to the world I am. No, I believe that. <laughs> Thank you. Sure, <laughs> you're right. No, I'm totally with so you. So I have lived in this building that I'm in for uh, going to 13 years, and wow. last year or the year before, we were talking about this building, and she goes, "Do you know what color our building is?" And I was like, "Like what color it's painted?" Wow, is it blue? Light blue? No. Steel blue? But you shouldn't know. You've been here a couple times, a few times. Yeah. I didn't know the color of my own building. What is it? I think it's green. <laughs> I think it's green, but I'm not positive. It, wow. it may have been painted. Interesting. Like if I came into this house and she like maybe repainted the walls, I might not notice right away. Wow. It's weird. That is a little weird. Like um, I, I don't... Do you, I'm, I'm closing my eyes right now. Do you know what color my eyes are? Brown? They're green or they're hazel. I guess. Yeah, but I, you know, that's. I don't know people's eye colors. It's questionable if I truly knew. Like, they're dreamy. <laughs> your eyes. right eye is a little bit darker than your left eye. <laughs> totally. Yeah, uh, I, I'm oblivious, dude. And, and I think, as far as the Marvel movies, I think I just know, like, the main players. 
Like I know, or superheroes. I know Spider-Man. I know the Hulk. I know Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't know Xing, Xing Shua, whatever his name is. Well, neither did I. Oh, you didn't? Well, no, it's not like he's a big thing. It just, he's, you know. Oh, see, I thought, I thought, I thought maybe in the comics no, he was like. Eternals, I, don't, I didn't know Eternals, but it's like they do spend like hundreds of millions of dollars to like try to let you know they that failed this is on a big that. They failed on thing that one. that's coming out. Yep, that's why But Eternals flopped. was weak. My point is Eternals was actually uh, a rare Marvel misfire mm. where it came out. The director won Best Picture at the Oscars last year. Do you see Nomadland? Good Loved movie, it. Good Loved movie. it. So she directed, this is actually really oh, interesting. I, yeah, I heard of this. She was editing Eternals while she was shooting Nomadland in vans driving around the country with Francis McDormand, which is insane. So it sounded like Eternals was going to be like some weird mix of art house, like attention to character and story. Like what the Joker was kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Like it might be like a different flavor of Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. And it just was like, okay. It just, it had a lot of stuff. There was good stuff. It wasn't bad, but it was like, wow, that just didn't give you like the, this is what I came here for payoff that almost every Marvel movie does. And she did that before No Better Land. She was doing it during. Well, no, she and shot she it shot before, before she editing it. Yeah, like in some mobile thing. So the, all that's really interesting, uh, the production wise, but it just left like, you know, I just went, wow. And I saw it on IMAX, a full spectacle and was just like, I'll never think about that movie ever again. Mm. Um, and then Shang-Chi was fucking great. Okay. Like, great characters, incredible action. Like the frigging like next level kung fu mixed with Marvel. Great. Well, that's what these movies are. These movies have become like just master classes in action sequences. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about it. Yeah. But you should I, see that one. My whole point I was trying to get to is that like I wish I'd seen that in the theater right. because I was like that was a great movie and it, that I think it would have just like hit me extra being in the in the theater. Sure. So I do want to like if possible, see like Spider-Man. I'm going with April's folks on Christmas day. We're going to the theater. I'm excited about it. Could watch it at home in a couple months, but I don't know. Like some movies are really, you know, worth it. So you guys are not doing the, um, the winter wonderland this year for Christmas. You usually go to your, Oh no, no, no. We, we already visited. Yeah. They, they, they moved to Montana. We already visited them. So mm-hmm. I don't have to go be cold, which is I'm excited about. If you guys want to like nobody, does the holidays like Steve's mom? It is obsessive. I've never seen it in person, but like you post pictures and you send pictures. It's crazy. Um, I mean, in a good way. It's but it's crazy. Your mom decorates her house the way Buddy the Elf decorated the department store, and then <laughs> yeah. overnight there. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> totally. that's what she does. Yeah. It's wonderful. It like, is, but it's extreme. When. When that stuff is not set up, does she have another home that she keeps the boxes full of Christmas <laughs> you, stuff in? You would think. Where does it go? Yeah, I don't. I it's don't um, know. Well, it's it's actually my my folks' place is always about seventy percent Christmas, and she doesn't know it. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to put Christmas up," and I'm like, "Ma, ah, forget it." She's ninety two it. out. Just, it, it's just you're only putting that extra level of Christmas on it. It's always pretty Christmassy. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. So is that far and away her favorite time of the year is Christmas? Yeah, does, does but she it's do not it for Fourth like of July? Of or? It's it's a steady pulse of she, Christmas. She is Buddy the Elf. She's Buddy the Elf. She lives it. Yeah. It's a beautiful. I thing. I think that aesthetic she just really likes. She yeah. likes that cozy home thing. So there's not like, you know, there's not like inflatable Santas on the lawn or anything. But it's just everything is red and green, and there's twinkle lights everywhere, and it's like it's beautiful. It's really nice to go home to. I like that because it, it also if you if you know Steve the way I do. Like you are a big holiday guy, and so am I. I love holidays too, 
And it's obvious kind of where you kind of get that from. Oh, yeah. It is in your DNA. Yep. We went and drove around, uh, looked at uh, Christmas lights last night. Beautiful. Yeah. This neighborhood that we live in is pretty nice for the for the lights. We went One of out, the best. We went to Altadena, which was trash, and I don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Christmas Tree Lane. It sucks. I uh, went to Pasadena, mm-hmm. Hastings Ranch. That was great. And then we came back here to Toluca Lake just to look at that uh, Lily Hall house. You know, the one that usually has like hundreds of pumpkins. Okay. Look okay. at pumpkins. That place that looks kind of like Tudor House, castle look. It's called the Lily Hall House? It's called Lily Hall. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, the Trader Joe's Street where it hits Moore Park? Yeah. That's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's like some famous movie songwriter. Got you. There. It's like okay. Lily Hall, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, go there before the end of Christmas. Okay. It's, it's extreme. Are you going to be here for the uh, for the Christmas parade? No, we're leaving the 23rd. Uh-huh. Or else we'd totally come. That's one of the best things. We did that. What, was Super that? cute. Did we do that last, last year? Last year. It was last year? No, no, they didn't do it last year. Oh, two years ago. Two years ago. Walked around, you see there's like a parade with all the floats, and it's very emotional and very, very lovely. It's one emotional, of the- uh, you get emotional? It, I kind of do. Oh. I kind of do. Soft. Especially to like do it with friends and walk around, and uh, I don't know, Christmas gets me more than any other holiday, as far as like, um, Christmas is always like um, with my family, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, before- Everyone was divided by politics. You know, Christmas truly brought everybody together. And my grandmother would um, play piano and we'd sing Christmas carols. And every year she, there was 19 grandkids. And every year she, she knit us new sweaters and each one worse than the last. 19 sweaters a year? Yeah, something like that. Maybe she did it. She did it for at least 10 years until uh, she selfishly died and then she couldn't make them anymore. But like those, those, my younger years of, you know, singing jingle bells with all my cousins and like handing out presents Christmas Eve at my grand grandmother's house was just the best time ever. So that that's what gave me my my adoration of Christmas. Nice. Um, Just go to Hastings Ranch. It's great. It's awesome. I'm down. I'm down. It's like street after street after street and just drive one street and you go, oh, wow, that was cool. And then you look and you go, oh, that one. They're all and they all have a different theme. Can't do any of it this year, though, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you leaving soon? Yeah, we're we're fil- we're taping this right now on Sunday, and tomorrow I have the Navarro Above Ground gig at mm-hmm. the Fonda, the um, mental health suicide awareness uh, uh, show, and then I'll probably get home from that at one or two a.m., and then we head to LAX at five a.m. to fly home. Oh. It's gonna be a rough couple of days. Wow. So, that's my life. Cocaine. That's it, right? I should probably start. Yeah. Have you done cocaine a lot in your life? No, no. Luckily, I never had a, a real taste for it. I didn't really like uppers. I never liked uppers. I was yeah. always like weed or, you know, alcohol, mm-hmm. psychedelics for a hot second. But, you know, coke, thank goodness. Or else I, I don't, I think I would have, I'd, I mean, I'd be dead. You're, I you're, think I screwed things you're up. a pretty high energy guy. So I, I feel like that probably would not be the best move Just for you. Just that edgy, the edgy feeling the second cocaine isn't working. Yeah. It's just the absolute like, most hateful <laughs> feeling of having skin and living on the planet. And I was like, this, I, I'm not into this part. That's a shitty pitch. Yeah. For ooh, cocaine. Ooh. And people are the worst on cocaine. Like they're just, yeah, I, um, and they think that they're fantastic. That's the thing. They think they're having these magical moments and they're like, you're terrible. Your voice is terrible. Your face is awful. I hate you. And it's because of the drug. Stop doing the jaw. Stop doing the coke jaw. Don't do the jaw. Don't think we're having a, a meaningful moment. It's it's an illusion. It's a it is a drug that uh, go have a bath. I've been around plenty of people on cocaine I'm and sure. like, 
you're right. You really do find yourself pretty fucking interesting and uh, you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. because you're talking way too much about shit. I don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck about much. So it's a very Coke is a tough <laughs> one for me to be around. Um, all right. Oh, this, uh, I'm drinking a nice blender from coffee bean, mm-hmm. the coffee bean that you and I go to together quite mm-hmm. a bit. Fan. And, uh, today there's, there's a new barista there and, um, I'm really upset about it. I want to end the show on a low note, a very angry note. Please do. This guy, when you're standing in line to get your drink, like you're, you're, there's people ordering and he will have full conversations. Like the, the, the transaction is over. And he'll ask a question or oh, yeah. tell you a story. And there's like, I kind of hate that. There's three fucking people waiting. And like, uh, part of me wants to be like, you know, you're nice. You're, 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 you know, making society better and conversation. But like, there's also customers like me who may have somewhere to be. And I just want to give you money and, and get my coffee and leave. He's been doing it for months. And uh, I might go Australia in there and just like blow the place apart. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Fucking rat a tat. But today, before the show, I went in there. If you if you see this, there's my cup is in another cup. Okay, there's two cups. Okay, that's that's great for the environment. Yes, exactly. And I, I bring my own straw. I bring my own lid to save plastic. Like I bring my own shit in there because I don't nice. want to contribute to the problems. <laughs> he he, may, he makes my cup, and like he goes to hand to me, and the whole side of it is covered with coffee with like my my ice blended. It's like a, it's like a, a milkshake basically. It has spilled out. And it's all going down the side. And he goes, oh, this one's pretty messy. And I was like, oh, you can just wipe it. He goes, nah. He just threw it in a different cup. And like the stuff that was in between the cups just smushed together like a baby's diaper full of shit. Mm-hmm. And it really turned me off. And the, the wastefulness really, really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Should I have him fired? I think you should try out of general principle. How would I do it? Do I say that he assaulted Call me? Miss, Mr. or Mrs. Coffee Bean, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf Incorporated. Mr. Bean. You can't call and, and, and or, you, you know, send an email. There's, you know. Don't want to be that guy, though. But you'd be like, hey, this guy's, you know, having conversations all over the place. This guy's <laughs> all over the place. I'm just trying to get, you know, trying to get my, my coffee. Listen, this guy is too friendly. He's got to go. He's got to go. What, yeah, exactly. what a great gripe to have. His, his friendly is getting in the way of my being... Ca- you know what I hate? Yes, please tell me. Fuckers, when you know, <laughs> uh, you know, in Los Angeles, if you don't live in Los Angeles, parking is a big thing. You do a lot of parking, looking for parking, getting into parking places, or leaving parking places, right? So, uh, people, when there's a lot of people trying to get in, like Trader Joe's parking lot is kind of the epicenter of hell for that kind of a thing, or a mall where I was. All today. Trader Joe's are terrible. Every All parking tra- lot, it's like they, they find the it's, worst parking lot, yeah. and like we're gonna put a Trader Joe's right here. Terrible, right? So, but the people who know that it's that kind of environment, like you're not like parking in some place where there's tons of spots and nobody cares, where where it's like their cars waiting to get into a place, and they go and they walk and they get in their car and they sit there. Oh, for like a couple minutes. Like, I don't know if they're like, let's fuck with maps. Let's have a conversation. But there's oh, like oh, people, the waiting, people that like aren't all, leaving. Yeah. I th- so you're not mad at people waiting for a spot. You're mad no. at the people that don't the get the fuck, that, get up like, and go. When I get in my car and I know it's that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, okay, baby, batten down the hatches. Come on, let's do this. I'm trying to get Same. out like fast because I feel bad that these people are like, oh, yeah, God, finally, I got a spot. Yes. So all those people need to go to hell with no Christmas ever. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. I'm into with it. Your barista. And there's also times when, because uh, I agree with you, where I'm going to my car, 
I'm going to get into it. And I know I'm not leaving right away. I will tell the people waiting, like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm like, sorry, I'm not. For whatever reason. You're I got to like, jerk off know, real quick. Yeah, I can't. Rub one off. I got shit to do. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, you're right. The people that just like, I don't know if they're oblivious or they're purposely trying to not give a fuck that people are waiting. Either way, off of their heads. Right on. I think we've... Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. I think we have, uh, we've done some healing tonight. <laughs> we've worked through some stuff. Um, are you, uh, do you do gifts with, uh, April and yourself? Christmas um, gifts? Yeah, I got her some gifts. We're not supposed to, cause we're going to Hawaii for a baby moon. So we're having our last actual vacation oh. forever. Uh, <laughs> when are you going? Um, 29th. Of no, this month? Me. Uh, yeah, 29th. Yeah, this month. Oh. For the 5th. Well, unfortunately, I cannot watch your cats this time. I know. I'll be out but of town. Thanks for That's that. lovely. What island are you going to? Kauai. I've never been there. I've never really been there. How long are you going? Are you going for six days, five, six days a week? Uh, seven days. Wow. Yeah, so, but like travel days, so like five full days and then a couple travel days. So this is your last vacation Ever. as single people, as single parents or... or last you know vacation in the definition that vacations have had to this point will never be the same. Last vacation. It'll either be with a child which, and which worrying it'll about, be about them. okay? What are we doing? Da, da, da. What do we want to do? What's our plan? Or... Leaving them with somebody oh, to watch, and then Still I assume worrying. you're like, "Is everything cool?" Blah blah blah. Are we okay? You know, like, so it's never without that other part. Or so, the next one will be when you're in your seventies or eighties, when the when the your child oh, yeah. is and like grown like, or in college. Then I don't think you I'll can't live that long though. I think I, I don't think I'm gonna see my. I, maybe I'll see my kid. Well, twenty you, year, Yeah, you maybe really, I'll see. You know. Do you really not think you're, you're gonna live to your eighties? Okay, yeah, I guess I'll live to my 80s, but, you know. I don't You're know. a healthy enough guy. Enough? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, maybe they'll go to, hopefully they, yeah, they get out of town, get out of Dodge and go to college, and we can, like, go and do, like, the cruise ship thing. You're yeah. fine, dude. You have that, you have that Rob Lowe Fountain of Youth gene. So I think you're going to be he's okay. He's pretty good, that guy. Yeah. He is. 82, and he looks like he's 40. <laughs> but you do have that. You, you, you don't, you have not aged much since I've known you. I'm trying. The balls are a little saggier. <laughs> Ass is a little less attractive. But like the face, you still, the moneymaker is on point. But you know, bunghole. Tight. Tight like, like, Tight yeah. like a toy guy. I have ass like a, like a wizard, sleeve of wizard. <laughs> Light doesn't even get in. <laughs> no, it doesn't even. doesn't even. Um, well, cool. Well, enjoy your trip. Thank you. Merry you Christmas too. to you, you both. Too. Thank, safe, you. thank you. Be for, careful out there. Thank you for being here for the... Um, the big Christmas episode. Yeah. I mean, it was like wall-to-wall Christmas talk. <laughs> yes, we so really fun. nailed it. You didn't even turn on the lights, dude. What the hell? Oh, f- you like got like Christmas lights right here. Let me do it for the last second of the show. La, 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 la. Oh, how beautiful is that? I Look mean, that. come on. It's a Christmas miracle. Look at that. I didn't get to the main story I want to talk about, but we can do it another time. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to end on this? I don't know. Is it a good story? It's like the dead Australian kids. It's pretty good. Okay. Let's talk about it. This headline. Let me take a puff of my inhaler. I'm so excited about it. So, did you ever watch that uh, documentary called... Um... No. Okay. I don't think you knew what I was going to say. That was a very shitty But I have response. about a, like a, a 90% chance that I didn't. It was a documentary about the Russian doping scandal for the Olympics. 
No. Okay. Well, there's a documentary about these Russians who the entire Russian team was taking performance enhancing drugs and they won and they were banned from the Olympics or whatever the fuck. Russians. In Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I want to see how long I've I hold it, it for. Yeah. They have um, camel beauty contests. Okay. Did you hear about this yet? No, but I mean, of so course they do. There is a. And why not? There's a bit of a kerfuffle over there. Because in it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a. There's been quite a few breeders who've been caught giving Botox and plastic surgery to their camels so they can win beauty contests. Plastic surgery. Okay, yeah. Can you fucking believe this shit? Wow. Dozens of camels barred from Saudi beauty contest over Botox and touch-ups. Botox injections, facelifts, and other cosmetic alterations to make the camels more attractive are strictly prohibited. And they caught quite a few, quite a, quite a few of the owners, breeders, like altering their camels Lovers. to win beauty contests. Yeah. Do they have like pictures of what it... Uh, Oh, like before, and, before after? and after or like what their idea of not an attractive camel is with their idea of what an attractive camel is. Yeah. I can't imagine what a good looking camel looks like. I, how do you know the difference? Like, like, oh man, I would fuck the shit out Look of that one. Lips. <laughs> oh wow. Like some Kardashian. Look lips at that, on that tongue. Ah. Fucking a look at the tits on that one. I, I, I don't know what it would look like, but I love that. That's the thing. And I cannot wait for it's 2021. Now the, 2027 Netflix four-part documentary about <laughs> totally, the, yeah. the the camel beauty <laughs> contests. Oh, uh, my God. That's all. I just love that that's a thing. Um, in, in Dubai, Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contests. <laughs> Contestants that uh, received Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. The state-run Saudi press agency reported Wednesday with over 40 camels disqualified from the annual pageant. I love it. I love that that's a thing. I love it so much. Man. Would you ever get any plastic surgery? No. No. I wouldn't either. I I would actually, I would kind of like a breast reduction. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Because I I don't want to change my diet. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to develop like real moves. Mm -hmm. So I I think I want to get it, get it done quickly. A move reduction? Do the Angelina Jolie. I want to have my breasts removed before I even have a problem. Oh, I forgot about that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? She had a double mastectomy, just like a uh, preventative. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, I don't even remember that. This was I like remember five, six years ago. Bit. Wow. Crazy. And she had, I mean, I mean really wow. wonderful uh, breasts, like historically beautiful breasts. I hate that word. Breasts. Breasts. Moist. Is it as bad as moist? <sighs> do, you, do you hate moist? Yeah, it's terrible. I have a tough time Unless with, you're with talking panties. about cake or brownies. There's no reason for that word to exist. What about panties? Moist panties. Right. Hey, well, just the word moist. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Um, in 2013, Jolie got her breasts removed because she carried a BRCA1 gene mutation that puts her at increased risk for of developing breast cancer. So she didn't even have an issue. She just had them removed just in case it were to happen. Now I remember. Yeah, that was a... A friend of mine just did the same thing. Really? Yeah. That's a choice. Actually, last year, did you... You did the residency, in, I think, January last year. The rare form residency. You joined me, yeah. for, I think, for the month yeah. of January. Uh-huh. Or March. I forget what it was. Anyway, um, our February co-host, Helen Hong, comedian, um, she just had the same, the same thing done. Wow. I, I don't know if she had an issue, but she... You know, rather than deal with an issue later, 
Mm. Just take them now. You get implants and, and you avoid the uh, the eventual tragedy of, of breast cancer, which is, you know, a serious thing that affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more you know, everybody. And that's how we're going to end the show with Breast Cancer <laughs> Awareness Day. Uh, the Christmas Plastic episode. surgery camels. Yep. It's the, uh, the Christmas episode slash breast cancer awareness slash dead Australian kids episode of uh, rare form to, uh, to button up the holiday season. It's a Christmas miracle. It really is. Um, thank you, sir, for of being course. here. Glad we could um, hang out. We still have to do a, um, a Patreon music episode. Remember we talked about doing this where yes, we did. you, me, maybe Navarro each bring in a few songs and That'd we, be fun. we break apart like why they're so great. What makes this song great? Yeah, we'll be like Rick Beato. And I'll just, what's that? Oh, that, that, that's the, the guy that, on yes. YouTube. So great. So fucking good. What, what a fucking genius. So basically guy. this guy, he, uh, he finds songs that we all like and basically he tells you this is why you like it. This is why this song was so good. Here's the guitar part. Here's the vocal melody. Right. Here's all this. Like, um, if you're not a musician and you wonder how songs are structured and written, he's a, he's a cool guy. And if you, even if you are a musician and you want to learn how to write better songs, watch right. this guy. It's really good for music geeks because he goes deep. And sometimes he talks about the modes and things and like loses me. And then a lot of times it's very, it's accessible for a lot of people. Sure. So there's deep knowledge in there. And then there's just like, whoa. And then the fucking drums come in and then he'll cut and he'll go and he'll like play He'll play that fill and let you know why that drum fill and how he's like, and then they just like take a breath before the, it kicks in. <gasps> you hear that? Yeah. That was intentional. Bang. You know? And like, oh, you hear the, you, right here you can hear his like fingers falling off the bass strings, but they left it in and it's like, and it's he's so, so excited yep. about everything. Yep. It's Actually, great. It remind, he kind of reminds me of you in some ways of like when he, when he has full excitement about something, like you can't contain your excitement about something <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you, Steve, for coming in. Hey. I'm going to Happy uh, holidays. I'm going to end this with our Christmas song again because I just love it so much. It's great, Coon. Once again, you killed it. Thank you so much for the songs. He wrote. He's written us a few jingles so far, and like, uh, like it, it's it's one of my favorite moments of my podcasting show career to have a show where people write songs about it. Pretty cool. It really is. Like I, I grew up listening to Howard Stern and people would send in songs all the time. And for me, it really is. It's like a, a he sent the first one in like a month or month or two ago. And it was like an oh shit moment of, hmm. wow, people, you're really listening. <laughs> you really decided to take some time out of your day to, to write some jingles. But so cool. Um, so Coon, thanks again. Merry Christmas to everybody listening. Merry Christmas to you, Steve, and your beautiful wife, April. Have a great trip. <laughs> and I can't wait to interview your kid eventually on here and say, listen, you listen, you little whippersnapper. I've seen your dad's butthole before. <laughs> <laughs> and more than once. <laughs> well, good times. Yeah, um, good times. Steve, thank you, buddy. I love you. Merry Christmas. Thank you, brother. Enjoy your holiday. And we will see everybody else soon. I fucked it up. I had it muted. I'm going to do it again. Here we go. Once again, Merry Christmas. Reform Radio. I'm wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Reform Radio. You are my favorite show. To millions of dick fucks. Where from radio? 
This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Forum Radio.